everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Arunda Talks. I'm your host Arunda and today we're talking about Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is a 1993 American science fiction action film directed by Steven Spielberg and produced by Kathleen Kennedy and Gerard R. Molin. It is the first installment of the Jurassic Park franchise and the first film in the Jurassic Park original trilogy. And is based on the 1990 novel of the same name by Michael Crinchton and a screenplay written by Crinchton and David Coop. The film is set on the fictional island of Isla Noblar, located off Central America's Pacific coast near Costa Rica. Their wealthy businessman John Hammond and a team of genetic scientists have created a wildlife park of the extinct dinosaurs. When inattractional sabotage leads to a catastrophic shutdown of the park's power facilities and security precautions, a small group of visitors and Hammond's grandchildren struggle to survive and escape the perilous island. In the terrestrial, John Hammond has created a theme park of cloned dinosaurs, Jurassic Park on Tropical Nubar. After a dinosaur handler is killed by a velociraptor, the park investors, represented by lawyer Donald Gennaro, demands a safety certification. Gennaro investigates mathematics position Ian Malcolm, while Hammond invites Pelotrugus Alan Grant and Pelagiobonatist botanist Ali Sattler. Upon arrival, the group is shocked to see a live Brachiosaurus. At the park visitor center, the group learns that the cloning was accomplished by extracting dinosaur DNA from prehistoric mosquitoes preserved in an amber. DNA from frogs was used to fill the gap in the genome of the dinosaurs and to prevent breeding. All the dinosaurs were made female by directed chromosome manipulation. The group witnessed the hatching of a baby Velociraptor and visit the raptor enclosure. During lunch, the group debated the ethics of cloning and the creation of the park. Malcolm was about to implication of genetic engineering and scroll at the park conceptionation, saying that it will be inevitable breakdown. Hannah's grandchildren, Lex and Tim Murphy, join for a tour of the park, while Hammond oversees from the control room. The tour does not go as planned, with most of the dinosaurs failing to appear at the group encountering and sick Triceratops isn't cut short as a tropical storm approaches. Most of the park employees employees leave for the mainland on a boat while the visitors return to their electric tour vehicles. Except Settler, who stays behind with the park veterinarian to study the Triceratops. Jurassic Park's disgruntled lead computer programmer, Dennis Nettlery, had been 
brought by Doxan, a man working for Hammond Corporation Rifle to steal fertilized dinosaur berries. Nerdry deactivated the park security system to gain access to the embryo storage room and stores the embryos um, inside the container disguised as a sh shaving cream and can. Nerdry Sabotage also cuts powers to the toy vehicles, standing them just as they near to the park Tyrannosaurus Rex pedop. Most of the park electricity fences are also deactivated, allowing the Tyrannosaurus to escape and attack the group. After the Tyrannosaurus overturns a tour vehicle, it injures Malcolm and the force Gennaro, while Grant, Lax and Tim escape. On this way to deliver the embryos to the island dogs, Nightray becomes lost in the rain, crashes his Jeep Wrangler, and is killed by a Dilobotsaurus. Settler helps a game warden, Robert Muldoon, search for the survivors. They only find an injured Malcolm, just before the Tyrannosaurus returns and chase them away. Grant, Tim and Lex take shelter in a treetop and encounters a Brachiosaurus. They later discover the broken shells of dinosaurs' eggs, and Grant concludes that the dinosaurs have been breeding, which occurs because of their frog DNA. Some West African frogs can change their sex in single-sex environment, allowing the dinosaurs to do that as well. Unable to describe Nadri's code to reactivate the security system, Hammond and Chief Engineer Ray Arnold reboot the park system. The group shuts down the park grid and retreats to an emergency bunker, while Arnold heads to a maintenance shed to complete the rebooting process. When Arnold fails to return, Settler and Muldoon head to the shed. They discover the shutdown has deactivated the remaining fences and released the fellas raptors. Northern distract the raptors while Settler goes to turn the power back on. Before being attacked by raptor and discovering Arnold's surfered arm. Meanwhile, Northern is caught off guard and killed by the other two raptors. Grant, Tim and Lex reach the visitor center. Grant heads out to look for Settler, leaving Tim and Lex inside. Tim and Lex are pursued by the raptors in the kitchen. And of course, we see that famous smell of the raptors. But they escape and join Grant and Settler, who have returned. The group reach the control room and Lex uses Nerdy's computer to restore the park power, allowing them to call Hammond, who calls for help. As they try to escape by the front entrance, they are cornered by the raptors. But they escape when the Tyrannosaurus appears and kills the raptors. Hammond arrives in a jeep with Malcolm, and the group board a helicopter to leave the island. So to me, Jurassic Park is super nostalgic, because in that time I was... A young girl and 
I have a little brother that was really into the dinosaurs. So when those movies came out, we really bonded over this whole dinosaur thing. And of course, if you say Jurassic Park, you would say, oh, big adventure, very great action, but mostly involved with the Tyrannosaurus and the Philosopher And I remember that my little brother was very hooked on the Philosopher Especially when that um, scene in the kitchen where they seem to smile. He loved that scene. And, you know, in a way, it, it, it was, of course, as a child, you know, it is um, fake. But it would be so great if there was a dinosaur park like that. And I remember him being so in the dinosaur it pulls me in too and I really love some of the some of the dinosaurs and at that time there were a lot of series and movies about dinosaurs. Um but I think Jurassic Park is one of the famous ones. And Steven Spielberg did a great job and I'm uh, normally I always say okay only the first movie is the best and the rest um, will be bad or just um, equally good but not that good as the first. I always prefer the first. But I must say the second and the third movie of Jurassic Park is quite nice to watch as well. Although of course it's still the same plot. Like having a, a, a dinosaur facility and dinosaur park that is going down and everything is going wrong and um, I must say I do love the char main characters that are very uh, very well written because they have all a job and as fewer you know what the job is and even they have to survive those wild animals and pre-animals of course you would it's still fascinating and i think because it is about dinosaurs then dinosaurs have always interested and be curious on of people it's the same with um egypt and how they mummified and how the pharaohs lived, etc. And the big buildings. So you also have that with dinosaurs. And my favorite one is the Triceratops. I really love that one. And Brachiosaurus is one of my favorite too. So I'm not of uh, the dinosaurs who are being predators and um, hunt and are dangerous. And if we see, for example, to Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World, that they try to train them. Um, in one way, it's very 
yeah, of course it is dangerous, but and it's it's like taming lions or tigers because they live in the wild and they always have that hunting instinct and you have that with of course dinosaurs as well and um but the fascinating thing is why are people so fascinating and so interested in like the most dangerous dinosaurs like the tyrannosaurus or something else and maybe that's part of the curiosity of people but also maybe like the mm, i don't want to say maybe it's it's like the instinct of people as well of human beings like uh, we know how it is to survive difficult situations especially when it comes to food and although we got supermarkets all over the place um i do think living in nature and living off grid and just cooking in nature it's coming back because people are tired of i don't want to say easy food but it's more like processed food and well, I write on that one too. I would love to cook more outside and live off grid. So, um, coming back to Jurassic Park, if we talk about the characters, let's start with um, the character of Dr. Alan Grant, who played by Sam Neill. I love Sam Neill, by the way, in most of his um, movies and films, seriously plays. So, um, Especially Merlin. I love when he plays Merlin, but okay. Um, Jurassic Park. It is very nice to see that a professor as him, or a doctor as him, knows so much about the subject, but also can keep it interesting for people that well, aren't interesting in a way, but has just okay uh, he would love to talk about it and i think samuel did a big great job of portraying dr alan grand the other thing is the most and great thing is to see and, what, and that's what i really liked about it is that um in the beginning of the movie you see that he doesn't like children, hates children. And he really tried to scare them more often than uh, be civil or yeah, soft with them with like, okay, uh, let me just explain you. And in the end of the first movie, you see that he's starting warming up to children. And, and you know, in one way, I can understand uh, Dr. John Hammond, but he got his grandchildren over to have a look at the park, how children will be. But he brought them into danger. And going back to Dr. John Hammond, um, 
I have no if you guys ever been to Elvia or to one of the other Comic Cons in the Netherlands, but there is someone who always played, uh, yeah, cosplay Dr. John Hammond, and he looks so good. He is really exactly like him. He even got the cane with the um, amber mosquito in it. And I'm, I have to look if I can find that picture back again. But I know him well. Often I know him well. Yeah, I always talk with him when, when I see him over there. So uh, for the notice, um, you know, I'm living in the UK now, but I try, I'm going to try to go every year back to Elfia because Elfia is just insanely great. Uh, it's like a fantasy medieval event with even a Cessna camp from Outlander and, and whatever else more. I always loved it. So, um, and there are even, um, there are even people who actually made those Tyrannosaurus Rexes and Philosophy raptors uh, in like a robot run like a mechanical one and they always work with that cosplayer who plays dr john hammond and that's really really nice here i really really love it always um and i know he cosplayed other things as well but let's say from the hundred percent 95 percent he's cosplay Dr. John Hammond and but in the movie I do think he has a, a very revolution thought and thinking about uh, bringing those um, dinosaurs back although genetically attic I don't know if we really need to get started with it we already of course started with uh, cloning sheep and well the mo in the movies of course like they have been cloned with some kind of a frog and they are be able because uh, they only wanted to have females so there can't be uh, more breeding and they keep the population in stand that they uh, only have female dinosaurs but because of that frog DNA they can change their DNA and change their appearance to male so they can be breed and well think about that guys if that really can be happening in nowadays how would we people react on that? Does that mean that we don't have to get pregnant anymore? And that we will have like a clone of our own like in... Um, oh, what's it called? Um, something with Ireland with uh, Ewan McGregor. Oh, I can't find it anymore. I don't know. I can't remember the uh, movie anymore. But okay. Um, yeah, it's it's um, maybe a, a really weird thought about how people or 
how to have a clone and only that using for medical reasons or whatever and then kill off the clone. That is really, yeah. So, but I do think Jurassic Park is for all ages in a way. And I think young people of today, it's so universal about talking about the dinosaur world, etc. And, you know, what I can't remember is how they exactly get those uh, dinosaur DNA. Because they tell you it's from a mosquito in an amber stone, but you have to have more than only that DNA. And of course, we are known they are putting that together with uh, the DNA of the frog. But still, it's weird to even clone or recreate dinosaurs like that. One of the fun things that I love about Jurassic Park, even without thinking of reality, is still a great story. And... I think a lot of people would have seen this to become a reality. But if we are looking back to the characters, so um, we got Dr. Alan Grant, we got uh, Dr. John Hammond already, although he has a great attention, Dr. John Hammond. He, I think he overlooked a lot of things. And... Um, one thing is the safety thing and who he is trusting in this great project. So uh, then we also have, of course, Dr. Ellie Sattler. I love her. And um, not only because she is not a wimp and she just go for it. And if she has to, she uh, will put Alan Grant uh, at his number. Uh, but she is, instead of she being the carer and nurturer of the children, it was Alan who became that. And in one way, it's very nice to see that they changed it. And I think it's exactly in the 90s because it's. Uh, way of thinking different and you know there were a lot of family movies and well this is a trilogy that you most of the time it's all about the children in a family movie and but I think a lot of adults always will love Jurassic Park and if we see storyline rise um, I w of course it's a damn plot that is coming back but it's a very nice it, on its own there are very nice stories and like I said full of adventures, full of dinosaurs and also like um, I think everyone can find something in Jurassic Park that they like. And although that um, 
I think that was the uh, museum of the uh, park. That reminds me of a night at the museum. It's like almost the same setup, but also like the same vibe as well. And in one way, that is very nice. It's really uh, what I really love about it is it's like also really kids related and i think that's why uh dr john hammond uh have to put his um want to see how his grandchildren are reacting on it and maybe it's a way of course that he did everything to protect them but trusting a one of the outsiders who was working for him, uh, who put all the security fences off, etc. What was uh, really bummed, I guess, because um, he knew how dangerous those dinosaurs were and uh, how important the safety of the people were. He did let them lose and he could only think of dollar signs and you know in one way it's very very important to see also that um and, and it's a lesson for the kids as well um be careful with who you trust especially with a project like this and um well we also have the character of Dr. Ian Malcolm, who is playing by Jeff Goldblum. I must say, I think this is one of his, one of my favorite uh, character. No, not the character that he played, but he re betraying the character, and the one he portrayed in uh, Independence Day as well. But in the first. The first couple of times when I saw those movies, um, I really was annoyed by Dr. E. Malcolm. But you could see later in the movie and in the other movies is that I started to like him because uh, of what he knew and um, how... You know, that was the, he played the same type of character in, in Independence Day. And the one thing I really like about it also is that he, yes, he's cynical, he is uh, sarcastic, but he knew what he was talking about. And I think that is what is very important uh, in it all, if you have a park like this. Um, what I was wondering too, those people, those scientists who are cloning those dinosaurs um what was it in it's i can't believe it's a very fascinating job but yeah why would you do it why in this way and so the first park was a flop and they came back and it's all together, etc. And the great thing, I guess, and if you like, to like it or not, every time 
Dr. Alan Grant and Dr. Alice Sadler and Ian Malcolm are coming back to the island. They always have that freaking adventure of surviving and encounter dinosaurs or whatever. If you had to choose of um, being one of those characters or I'm just wondering what would you do if you got a chance to have a working on a project like this is this something you guys would like to do or are interested in because in one way I would say guys uh, leave the past behind and we can investigate that much in how um, how we know them instead of breeding them again and leaving behind with all the consequences. I don't know if a park like that could be there nowadays. And that would be the same of something like recreating Nessie, the monster of Loch Ness. And that would be really, be really weird. And, or for example, recreate or reclone Tutankhamun, for example. So, yeah, I really. Those thoughts are like, what would we do? What would the, would we do with the history? Because I think. If you are going to clone them and we had to live together with them, is that even possible? Cause we changed Mother Earth that much that I can't believe that we can live together with them because of what we, we humankind have done. So give me a thoughts about that guys and um... It would be nice if you could tell me what you like about Jurassic Park. And I could say some more about the dinosaurs, etc. But I think um, I covered the main thing. So, um, yeah, let me know what you think about Jurassic Park. And if you, if you had the chance, would you like to work on a project like this? Let me know. Dear listeners... Thank you for listening and join me in two weeks for a new episode of Render Talks. You can listen and subscribe to Render Talks on the YouTube channel or join the Facebook group. If you'd like to comment or talk with me about this episode, you can reach out on the Facebook group and the YouTube channel. The next episode is about A-Team. I also would like to tell you about my two other podcasts called Ghost Talking Track and Render's Book Club smooth jazz tea and box girls talking track together with my co-host amanda we recap every two weeks a star trek episode starting with star trek tng all the episodes will be recapping chronically following we will approach each episode with humor and a feminine look girls talking track is to listen follow and subscribe on anchor google podcast spotify amazon music epoch podcast and all of the other podcast providers. We also have a YouTube 
channel and a Facebook group. Every 10th episode will be a video recording. Orana's Book Club Smooches Tea and Box is a podcast that will be discussing books of all genres. You can discuss this with me on the YouTube channel or the Facebook group. There will be book readings events with live discussions. Of course, you can also give me recommendations what I can read. My perfect picture while reading a book is in the front of a fireplace, loads of tea and smooth jazz in the background. Join, read and discuss with me the books that we are reading. I will see you in two weeks.